0: rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe it's Tuesday, August 11th and man oh man, college football. Yikes. We'll talk about that in a minute but not the best news for college football. Not that unexpected but still not the best news and hey, besides the fact, I gotta say this, besides the fact it doesn't look like we're gonna have some if not all of college football, I think we're gonna have some. But regardless, I... believe we are going to have NFL football. So don't let that get you down at all. Wouldn't worry about it. In fact, we're going to talk about some draft tips, five tips to help you dominate your drafts on the show today. Just key tips, things that I want to keep in mind. I sort of have my little checklist with me at every draft and I want to accomplish these things so that I know I can come out of that thing with the best possible team. So that's what we'll talk about on the show today. Before I get to that, though, I got to tell you about our sponsor. You know who it is, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because, well, monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites, and it really is. That's the key, man. Diversity. Spice of life. It's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, even WNBA, eSports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks, $50 free. I like that. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys, knives, fights, sports. Sign up to play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Remember, use that promo code RANT, get yourself free $50. That's nice. $50 gets me fired up. It's a little things in life. Yeah, well, $50 isn't that little. I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. Anyway, let's talk about college really quickly. The news breaking. It's one of the reasons why I held the show for a little later today. I wanted to make sure I had this news before I hit record. And the news is official. The Pac-12 has postponed fall sports. So has the Big 10. So neither of those conferences. So currently, two of the Big 5 conferences are not going to be playing this year. I will say this. I said at the top of the show, I'm not worried about what this says for the NFL. Because I know that people are going to hear this, and they're going to hear Pac-12 postponing football. That's not what's happening, right? They're postponing fall sports. See, college isn't the NFL. The NFL has one product, right? One thing they do, football. College, I mean, what are all the sports that are going on in the fall? I mean, you have uh football, you have men's soccer, what do you have? Something like women's field hockey is going on. I mean, there's all these cross country men's and women's. You have all these different sports, and the list goes on and on, right? All of these sports going on. It's not just about football for these colleges, for these conferences. To have all of those sports going on, think about it, it's a logistical nightmare for these, these colleges. For me, I'm not worried about this whatsoever because this has really, to me, nothing to do with the NFL, This has everything to do with these colleges, with these conferences, and with their gigantic sports schedules, but nothing to do with the NFL. So I would not worry about it. And, you know, we may still have the SEC. We don't know. We may still have the ACC. We may have the Big 12. I I don't know what's going to happen. Of those, I would say the most likely would be the SEC. So we'll see. But that could lead to a situation where we have two separate college seasons this year, college football seasons. If we get a fall season from some conferences and then we get a spring season from others. Remember, postponed doesn't necessarily mean canceled. It means it is postponed. And the idea is you know, they're looking into figuring out a way to get on the field in 2021. And that doesn't mean the fall of 2021. That would mean this year... Because remember, the academic year starts in the fall and ends in the spring. It doesn't follow the calendar year. So they could still be on the field in the spring. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, wouldn't worry about that for your fantasy football purposes. I'm going into this full blast. We are in fantasy football draft season officially. Everything feels like it's a week behind this year. I know a lot of people are dragging their feet a little bit. And there are a lot of doubters out there who do not think we're going to have a and NFL season, I I completely disagree. The king of all sports, the king of all sporting leagues, the NFL, they're not going to let all these other leagues go on. Are you kidding me? It's not the way the NFL rolls. So it's on. And the fantasy football game plan over at ftnfantasy.com, it is officially live version three. I added some fun stuff uh, Darius the Darius Geist news unfortunately pushed our our launch back just slightly because I wanted to make sure I got that in for you in case you have a draft coming up this weekend. I want to make sure this thing was as updated as possible unlike those magazines you buy on the uh, you know on the various newsstands those things are stale very stale at this point. There's a lot that has happened since those things were published. My draft guide is not stale whatsoever. It has my draft board in it as well. Let me talk about that because the five tips that I have, these are really important things. First and foremost, the number one thing, anybody ask me, I want to be successful in a fantasy football draft. What is the number one thing that I have to do? Keep it simple. Great advice, right? As Dwight Schrute once said on The Office, he said, Michael always tells me, keep it simple, stupid. Great advice hurts my feelings every time keep it simple on draft day. I see people show up, and I appreciate the prep. As somebody who does a lot of work on this crap, (laughs) I appreciate the the prep work. But I see people show up with binders, or they got the laptop and they have 14 different tabs open on the browser. All different websites out there. Sure, I hope ftnfantasy.com is one of them. They come with magazines, they come with pieces of paper, and it's all over the place. See, the thing about it is you want to put the work in beforehand. You don't want to have to do a lot of work on draft day. In fact, I really don't want to think that much at all. Now, I'm not one to get all blotto on draft day, but you best believe I'm going to have a cold one in my hand. I'm going to sit there, you know, hey, it's a fun day. I don't want to have to make a lot of decisions I want those decisions to already be made, the work in place beforehand, and what I do to accomplish that is I build my draft board. Now, like I said, you can have my draft board if you're a subscriber over at FTN. It is in the the game plan, and I have one for PPR, half point PPR, and non-PPR. It's one piece of paper. I literally show up with this thing. That's all I need. I don't need anything else, and I will tell you this, You should never be sniped on draft day. Should never, ever, 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 no matter the weather, happen on draft day. Why? Because what I see is people will have this happen. They will get fixated. It'll be about six picks away. They'll be like, ooh, I'm up in about six picks. All right, let me see who's on here. Oh, my God, he's still on the board. And they get fixated on that guy. He doesn't go. He's still on the board. Five picks to go. He doesn't go. He's still on the board. Four picks to go. Three picks still on the board. I'm going to get my freaking guy two picks. You got to be kidding me. This guy's still on the board. Pick before you, guess who gets freaking picked. (laughs) It never fails. If you fixate on that one guy, he going to get picked. So I see this happen to people, and you can tell when they get sniped on draft day because they go into that cocoon, Right? (laughs) you know you're up Joe and 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 all of a sudden Joe is dead silent (laughs) and Joe is just staring at all the pieces of paper in front of him and Joe is he's got the pen in his mouth wonder like almost almost breaking a sweat but trying to keep his cool right he got sniped well that will never happen with the draft board because yeah that guy may go and guess what you're gonna take the next guy up on the draft board See, rankings makes it really difficult to do that. If you have an overall set of rankings, especially as you get into the middle parts of the draft, because you're going to be moving around by a position. But my draft board lines it all up. You can see all the positions and how everybody relates to each other, how everybody is relative to each other in terms of value. You will not get sniped with the draft board. And it keeps it as simple as possible. You won't make a panic pick, none of that. Number two, don't wait at running back. Now, I think you can get away with something interesting this year, and I'll talk about that in a second, but I'm going to tell you this. Current ADP says 40 running backs are going to be off the board by the end of the eighth round. If you're looking after 40 running backs, you are not going to be happy with those running backs. There's no such thing as getting a late round value. You know, Years ago, Arian Foster, the breakout year, he was a late round running back pick. I don't know how, but he was in a lot of leagues. I guess nobody really believed that he was going to break out that doesn't happen most years. (laughs) It's very, very rare. So you really want to get at least one running back early. Uh, And and what I mean by that is my checklist, I'll have a checklist of things that I want to accomplish in a draft. The number one thing is I want to get a top 10 running back on on every one of my teams. Doesn't have to be a top five running back, because in some instances, you just simply can't do that. But a top 10 running back, you know, so sort of like bare minimum, somebody like Aaron Jones or somebody like that is like bare minimum, somebody like Miles Sanders or some some something in that range. I got to get at least one of those guys. Got to. And the thing about it is, you know, zero RB, I think it's a really risky strategy for a lot of people out there, especially considering that the position is going to dry up halfway through your draft. Because I see a lot of people who use zero RB, they use it very haphazardly and they don't prioritize running back in the middle of the draft. And I just don't think you can, you know, it, I don't think it's worth risking. Get a top 10 guy. I do think there's value to be had at running back in round four with one of the guys who, yeah, maybe they're not the most appealing the Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, that tier. Maybe that's not the most appealing. Chris Carson could fall to the fourth round get one of those guys is not bad it's not bad at all I typically circle back in round six try and swing for the fences with an upside guy so I get a top 10 guy an unsexy guy and then a a high ceiling guy now it doesn't always work out that way you have to take what your draft board gives you but I want to get the second thing on my checklist with running backs I want to get four of them before we hit double digit rounds don't wait a running back you're not going to get anything crazy in the late rounds Number three, prioritize tight end, but do not go overboard. Love me some Travis Kelsey. Love me some George Kittle. They are going too early. Now, there is something to be said about having the elite tight ends, but the second round pick just not the way I want to build a roster because there is a potential to get a much better option later on. Now, I've talked about it numerous times. The round six to eight guys, right? Evan Ingram, Tyler Higbee, Hunter Henry. I like getting those guys. I mean, hey, last year showed us, though, you can still get value way late if you get the right guy. Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, they were both late-round picks. Mark Andrews was a 12th-round pick. Uh, Darren Waller was a 13th-round pick. They both were really good fantasy out. I mean, Darren Waller was a number two in PPR. So I like the Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higbee tier, and if I, But if I don't get those guys, I'm not going to panic because I can still turn back around and prioritize getting an upside guy in Hayden Hurst, Noah Fant, Mike Kosicki, or TJ Hawkinson. So I want to prioritize it, but I don't want to go crazy. I think the world has gone too tight and crazy in the last five years or so. Well, it might even be more than the last five years in fantasy football. Number four, keep taking that value at wide receiver. Wide out is deep. Wide out is deep. And running backs are going so early that it makes value fall at wide receiver. And that is a good thing because you're getting wide receiver. You, you can get wide receiver ones. You can get a top 12 fantasy wideout in the third round. <laughs> That's a wide receiver one in the third round. I do love that. Now, as I said, don't be afraid to take what the board is giving you. So let's say you get one of those top 10 running backs in the first round, whatever it is, Derrick Henry or whoever. It doesn't matter to me top 10 guy, first round, and you come back around in the second round, and Julio Jones is still on the board, middle second round, he shouldn't be on the board, the board is giving you value, take the freaking value, right, so take him, all right, you're up in the third round, Chris Godwin is still on the board, Chris Chris Godwin probably shouldn't still be on the board here, but he is in the middle third round, and I've seen this happen, that's value, take him, all right, now you're up in the fourth round, and Odell Beckham Jr. is still on the board in the middle of the fourth round. <laughs> That's value. Take him. We have just gone three running backs in a row, and guess what? In round five, you're up, and Cooper Cup is on the board, and this is PPR. Shouldn't be on the board. He is. Take him. The board just presented you with crazy value at each one of your picks and I can almost guarantee that those guys are going to be the top on my draft board at that respective time. So as you're crossing out, you're going to see their names at the top, take the freaking value. And you'll be able to see that, you know, where they they are situated on that board. You're going to take that value. Now, you have created something pretty interesting here though. You have now gone essentially with a modified zero RB because you went four wide out street. You have one one running back in the first 5 rounds. At this point, if this happened, now we have to shift gears. So in those early rounds, if the early, you know, first five rounds, your draft's going to give you value. The people in your league are going to give you value. Take it. But as soon as you get to round six and you see that your roster construction is the way it is, one running back, four wideouts, time to shift the freaking gears, no longer can really focus on value. Because you can't, I mean, yeah, there may be a wide receiver there on the board who is tempting in round six, but you got to go running back. And you got to go now. You have to take three running backs in the next four rounds. And you have to, I think you almost have to take one in round six. You don't necessarily have to take one in round seven, but then you would have to in round eight and nine, or vice versa. You take one in round seven, don't have to take one in round eight, but you got to take one in round nine. It, it's it's a draft style that is uncomfortable for a lot of people. I'm going to be honest with you. And you are going to be light at your second running back, but I don't think you're going to be a, that light. And when you consider that you now have, you have three wide outs who you can start, and and heck, if it's a flex, you could roll with Cooper Cup in your flex. That's not that bad. Not bad at all. You have... Basically, three, two top 10s, three top 15 wideouts on my board, four top 15 wideouts on my board. I don't think that's that bad. Now, I would not go into a draft planning to use this strategy. Don't, don't go and say, oh, I heard, heard Ratcliffe talk about this on the podcast, therefore I'm going to do this. Your draft may not allow you to do that. Forcing it is just going to make your team bad. Forcing any draft strategy is going to make your team bad. But have this trick up your sleeve. Modified zero RB, have that trick up your sleeve, I think it really could work this year if your draft presented to you. Number five. Oh, you know this one's coming. You can wait at quarterback. Wait until the end of your draft. Seriously, you don't need Patrick Mahomes. You don't need Lamar Jackson. Even if you're in one of those crazy, you don't understand, man. Quarterbacks go really early, bro. Leagues. Quarterbacks are really valuable. They scored six points per passing touchdown. Even if you're in one of those leagues, it doesn't matter. You can still wait. You can still wait, and you can still crush. Think about this. Every year, these late-round guys come around. The number one and number two fantasy quarterbacks last year were drafted after round 10 in most leagues. Lamar may have been drafted as early as round nine. That's about as early as it goes. And Dak Prescott barely drafted, right? And think about it, like why do you have to why why does it make sense to wait? So last year the number 2 fantasy quarterback was Dak Prescott. He scored 98 more points, 98.2 more points than the number 18, which is roughly around where you would be able to get a quarterback on waivers, the number 18 fantasy quarterback. That was Ryan Fitzpatrick. So 98.2 points. At running back, the number 2 guy was Aaron Jones. He scored 203 more fantasy points than what you would have been able to get at replacement, which was about the number 42 running back, which is what you'd find on waivers, which is Peyton Barber. It's over double the amount, the gap between the top guy or the second guy, and what you'd find on waivers. The reason why I did it, I mean, last year was historic at both running back and quarterback. They were kind of you can't expect that kind of a gap. So I used a more reasonable gap here. The gap's not that big at quarterback. You know, the value isn't necessarily there. And there's so many guys. There's like 20 guys who could be starters any week in a one quarterback league. And even if you completely wait, wait, I've seen people do this wait until the, literally the last two rounds. You can still get Tannehill or Ben or Mayfield, or, you know, there's so many guys who are going to be on the board. And are those the sexiest guys? No, but you know where you're gonna be sexy at running back and wide receiver. And that's even true. Like I said, your leagues are crazy. You don't get it, bro. Quarterbacks go really early league. Well, eventually people in your league stop drafting quarterbacks. It's not like all 32 quarterbacks are gonna be drafted. And I know maybe, yeah, you're that one person you're gonna hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe and be like, Well, yeah, they all do get drafted. Well, you're you're the unique situation in most leagues. In a 12-team league, even if they go really early, how many quarterbacks get drafted? 18 to 20. If 18 to 20 get drafted, you're going to be drafting the last two. The last two are like Ben Roethlisberger and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> like That's not that bad of a pairing. Honestly, not at all. So there you go. The five tips. Keep it simple on draft day. Don't wait at running back. Get A top 10 guy, make sure you get four before round 10 prioritize tight end, but don't get crazy, keep taking that value at wide out, and wait a quarterback, there it is, that's, it's. it can be really simple if you think about it, it can be really simple, so if you want that draft board, by the way, ftnfantasy.com, go check it out right now, and I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a nice, nice little weapon to have at your disposal, I included some advanced projections for every single team in this version of the Draft Guide too. so I know a lot of people like that. You can see how everybody projects on every single team relative to each other, all the stats for each of the teams. FTNFantasy.com for that. Appreciate everybody reviewing the show on iTunes. Huge help. Huge help. If you haven't already, please do so. It's really simple to review the show. All you have to do, pop onto iTunes and find my podcast, The Rant, and review it. You can do it very easily on your iPhone. Open up, if you have one, the podcast app. Open up my podcast page. Scroll to the bottom. Click the stars. It's that simple. It's that simple. Appreciate everybody helping me out there. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Hashtag RabHack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right. That's it for today. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.